With slimy skin and beady eyes, a frog contains a rare surprise. From deep within the Orient, this little creature's time is spent, defending what it most holds dear, which like most animals, I fear, means injuring its fellow toad. But somewhere down along this road, it chose to make its foe's blood drip, with spines protruding from its lip. But fearsome frogs is what you'll see in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's 30 minutes of interesting animal info for you. I'm Joe. And I am Carlos. And today we're talking about a frog whose fashion actually has a fantastic function. Function plus fashion. Equals fantastic. Equals more on that later. But yeah, we're talking about a frog. Or more specifically, a toad. And even more specifically, the... Actually, not a toad at all. Not a toadodile? Not a toadodile. Does not evolve into whatever happens after toadodile. (laughs) It's a toad in name only. Yes. Apparently. Um, But we're talking about the... Aime? Is that what we're saying? I... I see Eme. Eme? Eme, yeah. Eme mustache toad? E-M-E-I. Like M-E-I, I I would say is May. And then just like an E in front of it. Eme? But I guess like if it was Emily, it would be... So you could say M-A. I like Eme. It's Chinese. Yeah. So who knows? (laughs) Chinese. Do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Ame, Ime, Mustache Toad, also known as other things. The Tauze, mm-hmm. or Tauze, Spiny Toad. And uh, Tauze and uh, Ime are places in the Sichuan province of China. Sichuan? Uh, Sichuan, yeah. Sichuan? Sichuan sauce? Huan is mountain in Chinese, so... The sea, si, the the Sai Mountain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're gonna call it here. Uh, the Stash Bash. <laughs> nice. The Monster Stash. <laughs> Man, we should have done this at Halloween's times. We're getting we're getting there. Yeah. Um, and uh, he may or may not be a froggy fop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. That was very good. <laughs> Did Bibby come up with that? No, no. These are all <laughs> mine. Although Bibby has helped me in the past. Yes. Uh, well, here's what science calls it. It's in the kingdom you know, love, and are within. The kingdom Animalia. Oh, science. You never fail to disappoint a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's not true. Sometimes it's amazing. Sometimes it's like, well, it's not as amazing as my fantasies. Like sometimes it's like Jurassic Floydy. Park, where it's like, yeah, all the stuff in Jurassic Park is fake, and I'm like, well, it's real to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, any any Hollywood science is bogus, it seems. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, phylum is Chordata. Mm-hmm. Uh, the class is amphibia. Amphibia. Yep, because it starts its life off underwater with gills. Yep. And then ends its life without gills. 
<laughs> and does no longer has to be underwater. Yes. Which uh, I think is true of all amphibians. No, it isn't. Unless they're neotenic, like the... Uh, oh, that too. Like the uh, uh, axolotl. Yeah, but there's other... We'll talk about But that. there's a reason... More on that It's later. neotenic because it's abnormal. It's abnormal that it never grows out of its gills. Oh, and yeah. It's, th- th- it's, th- it's what is called the exception that proves the rule. Which doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. Except not, for that, it it is a notable example because it is so strange. What's the what's <laughs> what's the exception in gravity that proves the rule? Uh, birds. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, birds. No, yeah. no, it's no, not. But birds are an example of what that phrase is used. Yeah, but they for. don't defy gravity. They're not an exception no. to the rule of gravity. You're right, but they. <laughs> <laughs> they're notable because they don't do what normally th- things normally do during gravity during <laughs> throughout the course of gravity I, th- I think there's a spell of gravity coming on oh <laughs> oh uh, the order is anura that okay so yeah this is this is frogs and toads yeah uh we've talked about that before right mm-hmm in the hairy frog episode episode and the reticulated glass frog episode yeah and, and the um colorado river toad where we talked about the difference between we've done a lot of toads frogs and toads. we've done so many toads and done no turtles we've done one turtle <laughs> we did yeah you did the leatherback uh the family is megofryidae so this is why it's not a toad true toads are only in the family bufonidae yes so it is um it is an untrue toad. But it's it's not it doesn't have uh, toad dry features. skin. It is very shiny. Or or warty skin, so it's Yeah, not, it's, it's it's very oily. It's not really a it's oily like a fifteen year old boy. Excuse me? <laughs> like acne ridden, like oily faced okay. te- teens. Okay. Oily like Ramsey's at the end of uh Nacho Libre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Genus Leptobrachium. Definitely sounds like Harry Potter spell. Leptobrachium. That means um, that's like when you clear someone's airways. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, species Boringi. Boringi. Double I. Boringi. 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 I have no. Let's dance the Boringi. I have no. I have. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, the binomial name is Leptobrachium boringi. It sounds fun. It's boring, and then I I, boringi, <laughs> boring ish. But since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for critter groups. The part of the show where I, Carlos, posed to you, Joe, question that is the same every time, which is, what is the name of this, the collective noun for this animal? And I think we've already done frogs with the ridiculous glass frog, so I chose a different uh, term not, not. for a, a group of them. Not, not. <laughs> so, if you saw a bunch of Ime mustache toads, which are technically frogs, you would say, hey, look at that A swath of toads, or Ime mustache toads. Eme mustache toads, swath. Uh, B, an army of Eme mustache toads. C, a pad of Eme mustache toads. And D, a silence 
of Ime Mustache Toads. What was the first one? Swath. Swath of Toads. Swath, Army, Pad, Army. and Silence. Final answer. We're resounding. How did you know? So, I think I've told you, talked about this before. Uh, I used to have, like, these agendas. Like, uh, like school agendas. Um, like, um, like a, basically a, a calendar notebook that you could write all your stuff down in. And, like, keep track of what you had to do. Um, and they had these little fun facts at the bottom with little pictures. And we'd spend a lot of times, like, crossing them out and drawing pictures on them to make them funny. Okay. And I remember the picture for one was a toad, like, marching. Because the fact was, a group of toads is called a toad. Oh. Who knew I would tap into your, like... (laughs) My deepest memories. (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't make any sense. I thought I would totally get you with that one. Like, there's no way that that frogs are an army... I almost like how is it not wasps or pad something like that? Pad was a good one. Pad is a really good one. I think I used pad in the last one too. Like I think I used the last frog. Pad and cluster and, but the answer was not. Yeah. Um, I was hoping for that. Silence would be the dark horse. It would be the left out of left field that could totally be it, but also was really weird. Yeah, because I don't usually describe toad like frogs as silent. They're really loud. I also wouldn't describe them as. Uh, an army. organized military at all. <laughs> <laughs> but lots of animals are called, like, army ants. Yeah, they're way more organized than a bunch of frogs. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. I nailed it. It's your turn to say things. Okay. Uh, let's talk about some some random facts until we get to the best part of the episode, and then we can maybe go home. Oh, so uh, up into the, the major fact. Then we go home after that. Uh, the range. Um, <laughs> the Emmy Mustache, or A-May, E-May, Mustache Toad, lives in China. Yes. It's most commonly found in southeastern, uh, right, uh, actually the southeastern center of the country. The Sichuan province. Yeah, especially in the Sichuan, the Guizhou, G-U-I-Z-H-O-U. Southeastern, that's kind of over where... Hong Kong is. Gizo uh, and Hunan provinces. Oh, I've heard of that one. And uh, for some reason, um, Spellcheck keeps wanting me to remove the word the. They want me to say especially Sichuan provinces. Or especially Sichuan province. I feel like they're wrong. Um, I feel like that too. Uh, it prefers forests, grasslands, gardens, and farms that are located near rivers and water sources as they are wont to lay eggs in water. It's a bucolic little frog. Yeah. Non-bouffant today. Most animals prefer the rural lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> but some like the Except city like life. pigeons. <laughs> Peregrine falcons. Raccoons. Yep, raccoons. Alligators are living in the Manhattan subways. Even though they, they aren't. Because um, it gets too cold. Um, they are becoming more rare because they are threatened by a loss of habitat. Ain't that the way? Um, distribution. And by that I mean description. We just talked about the distribution. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the description, um, If in case you're driving and you can't Google this. the uh, And if it, it looks a little bit different than some 
than a lot of frogs. Um, Aimee is a dark gray frog with shiny skin muddled with black patterns all over its back. Um, in some cases, it can be dark blue. I love blue. Blue animals are great. Uh, all of them. There are yeah. a lot of blue frogs, though. There are a lot of blue frogs. Blue frog a day. There's some blue birds as well. Uh, very few blue mammals, if any. Yeah, not even the Malabar giant squirrel. I bet there's probably some animals called blue that are probably like black and like in certain lights they look blue maybe. I can't even think of one. Uh that that A one blue tick hound, I think. Yes, yes. Um certain like yeah, there are dog species that are like it's blue, it's like man, eh, it's gray. <laughs> it's really gray. Um uh it has big inky black eyes. In fact, the genus is known as large eye litter frogs because their eyes are so big. They're kind of cute. That's what le- leptobrachium means? Yeah. Nothing having to do with lungs? I don't know if it, that's what it means, but they're just known. Leptobrachiums are known as this. Got it. Um, but now that we're talking about what it looks like uh, and, and some descriptors about it, I feel like that brings us to the listener's favorite part of the show. The major fact? Yeah. So this guy, he... Uh, he... No, welcome to the listener's favorite part of the show until evidence... That is empirical, shows otherwise. Uh, the part of the show... I prefer ontological evidence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, where I pose quiz questions to Carlos to convey the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms. Welcome back to the season of woe. Are we still in the season of woe? Yeah, we're still in the season of woe. Uh, the season of in which the questions are harder and more relatable than ever. It's also the part of the show that's introduced by either the listener, you, or an animal. If you would like to submit your own Measure Up intro, just say sing or bark the words Measure Up into your phone's recording app and email it to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. Also, um, Alana was impersonating a dog in that last episode. Did she write in? No. They just I, I read the email and she oh. said, I tried to bark it this time. Oh, okay. I, I, I either read that and just assumed like, she was saying that on, like, on behalf of her dog. Because we said, like, bark, you're sending a... I always say bark. Oh, okay. Uh, we but say anyway. chitter, but... Yeah. In this intro, I say bark because I know there are dogs out there that want to participate. <laughs> um, without further ado, ado... Wait. Today, we have a new submission from my girlfriend, Johanna. Hooray! She's my favorite girlfriend. And... <laughs> <laughs> and only. All right, end of end of show, I guess. And end of life. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're um, you're done. <laughs> well, if it's featuring her dog Holly, who's playing a beautiful instrument. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Measure up. <laughs> I was going to say, have we devolved now to just any sound <laughs> no. counts as measure up? No, you, uh, no, she, it's, she added it's it in there. It's just her doing a measure up uh, in, in, in just a hellscape that I <laughs> kind of, it's my fault because I got her dog Holly a little present. <laughs> She's squeaking a, a, a llama with a, a, a squeaker in its butt. Johanna doesn't seem that perturbed. She kind of seems like chill about it. Um, like, I feel like, like measure up. I feel like her, 
knowing her, I feel like that that tone of voice was the like I'm about to snap. The <laughs> no, it's kind of like the I've accepted my doom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow, we die. <laughs> For tomorrow, Holly dies. And, and everyone who knew her. <laughs> um, great, great. Thanks, Johanna. Thank you, indeed. And thanks to Holly for those beautiful sounds. Um, let's talk about female length. It's about 67 meters. Just kidding. 67 Plus. millimeters. <laughs> or 2.6 inches. I think there's an episode in... Naruto, where there's a 67-meter frog that attacks people. Sounds like a thing you might encounter in D&D. Um, Singapore's official mascot is the Merlion, a half-lion, half-fish. A statue of the Merlion stands in Marina Bay. How many female Emmys go into the height of the Merlion? Why Singapore? I don't know. It's in the Orient. That's so racist of you. <laughs> Here's a hint. The Merlion represents Singapore's history as a fishing village and its original name, which means Lion City. Get You know what its official name is? Singapore. You said 67 millimeters? Yeah. How many inches? 2.6. Okay. I've, I always grossly overestimate the size of statues. I always think they're way bigger than they actually are. Yeah. I'm going to height. Yeah, the height of the statue. I'm gonna say Not fif- the height of the frog. I'm going to say 15 feet. The frog is the frog from is- nose to vent. Is its vent? It's, it's, butt. it's tush? Yeah. That's what I'm calling my tush from now on. <laughs> <laughs> um, got to vent some tacos. <laughs> <laughs> got to evacuate. Um, all right. I'm going to say 70. 70 toads? 70 toads go into the height of this mer, mer lion statue. Final answer? A mer lion just sounds like a, like just an, an epic wine. <laughs> <laughs> a cab sav and a, a mer, mer lion. lion. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, it is 28 feet tall or 8.6 oh. meters. Now I grossly underestimated. Uh, it is 128 toads. Um, let's talk about the male length. They are sexually dimorphic in terms of size by a little bit, by, by about, well, there it's 75 millimeters. I'm not the one who's doing head math here. Uh, three, three inches. So good, good, even three inches. I love that. Um, the Emmy mustache toad is named for Mount Emmy in the Sichuan province in China. How many Emmys go into the height of uh, highest elevation of Mount Emmy. Uh, elevation ones are also the worst. They are hard. Now, elevation means from sea level. There is a another term that I think means... From base. Yeah, that that means from base. But That's it, tough because if it's in a mountain range, then who knows what the base is. Well, it, it's based on top of topography. Oh, the plate it's off of or something? Yeah. Um. All right. Here's a hint. China has several sacred mountains that are divided into several categories. Uh, there's ones for sp- specific mountains that were visited on pil- pilgrimage by emperors. There's ones for Taoism, uh, but this one, these four are are Emmy Mount Emmy is one of the four sacred Buddhist mountains. 
I climbed Shihuan in. Do you know what? In near Xi'an, in the north, northwestern, kind of actually, kind of middle, midwestern. I wonder if Sichuan then is Sichuan. What? S I C. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sichuan Sichuan means flower mountain. Okay. And Sichuan. Okay. I started climbing at ten o'clock at night and got there at five. Got to the top at five o'clock in the morning. Took me. Seven hours to climb that mountain. Through the night? Yes. Why? To see the sunrise. Okay. Because I was 20 and I could do things like that. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I was like, you're hiking at night. What's the point? And you're like, okay, the sunrise is good. Also, it was all well lit. There were tons of just the most dangerous stairs ever um, and thousands of people. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like this like walkabout you were going on in the middle of the night no the it's a it was a tourist attraction for sure uh, but it, the hardest tourist attraction i've ever been a part of it must be insane during the day then if like there are loads of people hiking the middle of the night I or think, is it kind of a tradition i to think see it's the a sunrise? thing to see the sunrise ah, okay um and it's another one of those things where like couples will buy a lock and then lock it into the chains that oh. go along kind of like they did and that bridge in Paris, and then they yeah. had to force people to stop doing that because the bridge was sagging under the weight of all of That's the, incredible. the locks. Get lighter locks. <laughs> yeah, you just sell the tiny ones. Um, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I'm I'm also bad at estimating the heights of mountains. You've you've picked my weaknesses. Yeah, which is the height of mountains and statues, because like they could there's the range. of mountains (laughs) sizes is so large same thing with like you could have the christ statue in brazil or you could have like the oscar an oscar you know like is that a statue that doesn't count as a a statuette sure um i'm gonna say this mountain is four thousand feet above sea level um it's probably more but we're gonna go with four thousand and this is three inches, which means that there are four of them that go into a foot. So four times four thousand is a cool, even sixteen. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> I'm going with it. Sixteen thousand. Okie doke. Uh, the mountain is three thousand and ninety nine meters. Meters or ten thousand one hundred and sixty-seven feet, which makes it out to be forty-one thousand three hundred and twenty toads. Those meters always get me. It's amazing how how close. <laughs> yeah, that. I've what are the been, odds of that? No, but like this is not the first time it's happened. I know. I've been like almost spot on, but with the wrong unit of measurement. That's <laughs> bananas. <laughs> Uh, okay. All right, we're done. Let's get into some fast facts before we dive into the major facts. That was woeful. <laughs> uh, Emmys have long forearms and slender, thin hind legs, which is very strange for, for uh, frogs. This um, is weird when you say Emmy. I feel like they're, somebody's winning some award. We yeah. just talked about Oscars. We won an Emmy. Um by comparison, other toads rely on powerful hind legs to hop around as their primary means of locomotion, but their big old forearms allows them to walk high up on their legs and crawl rather than hopping everywhere they go. 
they like to like crawl around. It's kind of fun to watch. Uh, Emmys or Grammys or whatever have typical life cycles for toads where eggs are laid in rivers and then they hatch into tadpoles and then grow and develop into frogs over time. Uh, they're born with gills and then slowly develop lungs that allow them to get out of the water and find food on land. But this isn't the, the course that every amphibian takes. Their uh, metaphor, uh, metamorphosis, oh, where metamorphosis turns larvae into air-breathing adults. Um, some don't need the water larvae phase at all. Certain African toads uh, that live in regions that don't have a, abundant suitable water sources will uh, give birth to live young that are just full-on frogs. They're ovoviviparous? Ovoviviparous, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard not to sound a little bit drunk when you say that. <laughs> it's ovoviviparous. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of interesting. That is they crazy. come out straight up frogs. Just, just skip that boring well, tadpole. Those, are, I think, t- are true toads. Yeah, they don't even count. Although they're all, they're all in the the class amphibia. They're all in the army. So they're the exception that proves the rule. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Uh, all right, yeah, that's it. Time for the major fact. Beware the stash. <laughs> so for the most part, these frogs are, they look like frogs. Yeah. You would see one and be like, hey, look, a frog. But they're different. So they hop, they sleep, they crawl, they catch bugs with their crazy tongues, and they bash each other with their mustaches. Don't you? No. Oh, same. I try not to, actually. Yeah. It's a big temptation for me. <laughs> but I specifically avoid it because it's just part of my self-control. Right. Growing process. Um, that's right. Males have a ridge of sharp horns... That grow out of their top lips. Mm-hmm. So I had like a torture mustache from Mad Max to this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it just, <laughs> it's just this little frog goes. We live. We die. We live again. <laughs> Witness me. <laughs> so yeah, it has this like just ridiculous wet smug grin with these just goth spikes with like Sauron spikes coming out of the top of its face. Um, and these spikes are made of keratin, actual hair. Whoa. So we have what appears to be a keratinous mustache. Interesting. Just like you and I have. Yeah, interesting. Um, so it's the stuff that your hair and nails are made out of, like I said. Also rhino horns. Yep. They're nothing special. They're just your f- fingernails and stuff. Yep. Um, they're just like, they're just really weird nose nails. <laughs> For a rhino, yeah, um, but it just it, it, this this frog essentially has a bunch of rhino horns on its face. Uh, it grows about ten to sixteen of these spines, and they are sharp as a sharpened pencil. So they're very, very sharp points, um, and they're not afraid to use their fearsome jaw prickles against each other, or against you if you try to pick one up. I that could hurt. Like if somebody even poked you a little hard with um, a pencil, a pencil, it would it would smart. And if and if someone like chucked ten to sixteen pencils at you, uh, point downward, 
at your finger. It hurt. Um, so what the Ime Mustache Toad likes to do is secure positions in streams and rivers where females are likely to pass. When another male shows up and wants the spot, they slap each other with their lips and they try to drive their spines into their rivals' stomachs. Yike. And while they do cause puncture wounds, they almost never kill one another with their uncanny caltrips. Huh. Which is typical of ritual combat. Yeah, because they're not fighting to the death, they're fighting to draw. They're not like the... I mean fighting to the first person to say uncle. Yeah, they're not like the, what, the Dawson's Bees or whatever? Yeah, Dawson's Bees. Bees fight to the death. Murder each other by the thousands. And sometimes the female be up by accident. Yeah, that's just dumb. The bee male. (laughs) (laughs) It's the alpha male and the bee male. (laughs) Um, So, the, but, what's interesting is that these spines are only present on the Emei mustache toad for two to three weeks. So they grow during the mating season and then shed after they don't need them anymore. Kind of like a platypus stinger. Is that the case with a platypus stinger? Uh Uh-huh. It's on the men during mating season. Huh. I don't know if it falls off or retreats. I don't know what happens to it, but it... It's kind of like deer antlers. But deer will grow their antlers up until the mating season, and then after the mating season is over... They'll shed their antlers and then do it again. Then Start growing them. another one. But this one is like during the mating season, suddenly like these spines pop up and then they vanish. So it's a little bit more concentrated of, a, of an event. And also males will protect the eggs of a rival it has fought off. So it's like, oh, those are your eggs? Fight them off. I want this position. And your eggs are now my eggs. Which is different from lions, which are like... And I'm going to murder your it's, children. That's very interesting because even though that you've won, they're still not your eggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he'll probably add his eggs to it. Right. They he does protect and raise the young. Well, not raise, but protect the young of. They may not have my blood, but they have my values. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very principled mustache frog. Um, but yeah, the lions will. If once they take over the territory of a rival, will kill the cubs and then mate with the females so that his genetic right. line continues. So it's maybe maybe they just don't know what know to do this yet. Yeah, but animals usually do everything in their power to pass their own genetic line on, hmm. even monstrous things like the monster stash. Yes, that's all I got. Anything else? That's crazy that it's a real stash. It's it, a real hair it's, stash. It is It is a spines made out of, well, more, I would, they're more like nails, but your nails and your hair are made out of the same thing. Yeah. Just in a, a different structure. So it's the same material, different structure. So it's not really hair, but still, it's a keratinous mustache. Yeah. Just like you and I have. I didn't know, I wonder if there are other non-mammals that have keratin. There must be. But what the, what are they? Let's just round them up. We're, we're going to do an episode where it's just keratinous non-mammals. <laughs> yeah. Most interesting episode yet. <laughs> Hairy lizards. <laughs> but until then, you out there in podcast, you find the ideal position 
defend your territory, and don't be afraid to use your facial hair to your advantage like the Ime Mustache Toad in life, death, and taxonomy. Just like a mustache makes certain cops and bikers all the more genuine, reviews validate our little animal show here. Essentially, your reviews put a little hair on the stiff upper lip of our humble podcast. Stars are great, if you have some to spare, but taking a few lines to tell the world what you like about our program goes a long way. Plus, it'll give you yet another opportunity to tell everyone you know that Critter Groups is your favorite segment and that Measure Up is a tired old man's game. In any case, stay schnazzy and thanks for listening. My favorite in the world podcast. <laughs>